Ruth Day. I'm your recovery coach, and I am here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to finding a better life. I'm here sharing my passion for recovery in hopes that it'll help you realize that you're not alone on this path and that there is hope and there is life after recovery. Hi, friends. I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach, and I'm going to talk about suicide today. If you're on Twitter or on social media, Today is National Suicide Prevention Day. Uh, it's National Suicide Prevention Month. I wish this sort of prevention or this sort of education went on all year, but I will take today and let's let's talk about let's talk about suicide. My own story with it is before I got into recovery, I went to a very very dark place and. I didn't have a plan, but I did think about, or I did think that the world and my kids and everyone would be better without me. I really thought I was doing people a favor, or I would be doing people a favor. And it's at that point I realized that I needed help, and I made a connection, and I, I got help. I got, I stopped drinking, and here I am now. But this isn't about me. Everyone's lives have been touched by suicide. It is tragic, it is heartbreaking, and it is preventable. So I'm just going to go over some really, really basic stuff, things that you can do right now. And there's, if you know someone you think is struggling, or you're struggling yourself, you can look at these, these steps as well. Five steps. The first one is to ask. The second one is keep them safe. The third one is be there. The fourth one is connection, to help people connect. And the fifth one is to follow up. Now asking. This is something that seems to go counter to what we think is the best thing to do. You don't want to ask somebody if they're suicidal or if they're thinking of harming themselves because we have it in our heads that this is going to plant that seed. That's simply not true. You cannot, by asking someone if, if they're thinking about harming themselves, if they're thinking about committing suicide, if they have a plan to commit suicide or harm themselves, you absolutely cannot put that idea in their head. It is already there. And what you're doing by asking is that you're giving them permission to share what's going on. So ask, are you thinking about suicide? This just shows that you're open to communicating about it. People who are suicidal or who are in pain, a lot of the reason they are in pain is because they're disconnected and they don't think there is anyone they could talk to. And when you ask the question, you ask it in a non-judgmental way, in a way that opens communication and then what you have to do is you have to be ready to listen and that doesn't mean to hear something and get ready to respond and it doesn't mean that you tell them that you try to fix the problem actually listening and let them talk about what's going on let them talk about what's going in their heads be unbiased open up a dialogue you can also ask, how, how do you hurt? 
How can I help? Don't ever, and this is really important, if somebody tells you they're suicidal and then says, you can't tell anyone, do not ever keep that promise. Tell someone and it's all right. If you lose a friend, even temporarily, because you betrayed a confidence, you'll still have a friend who's alive and mad at you than have a friend who has died because they committed suicide. Take their answer seriously. Don't ignore them, especially if they're talking about thoughts of suicide. Listen to their reasons. Also listen for any possible reasons or potential reasons that they have to stay alive. The things that are holding them back, things like their family, their kids. Help them focus on that. The second thing, keep them safe. After you ask them and you've determined that suicide is indeed being talked about or even self-harm, it is important to find a few things about immediate safety. Now, if you're with them, that's easy enough. Stay with them. But if you're talking to them on the phone or if you're te texting them, ask if they've done anything to try to kill themselves. Do, do they have a plan? Do they have something in front of them? Do they have action steps towards their plan? And when you know these answers, you can tell a lot about how much danger the person is in. For example, if you're talking to someone who's at home, they're crying, they're depressed, they're sitting in front of a bottle of pills, keep them on the phone, keep them talking. If you're texting someone who is holding a gun in their hand or something really eminent, call the police. They are trained in mental health first aid. But don't, don't think that someone is doing this as a play for attention. Don't dismiss it as, oh, they're just, they're just trying to get people to feel sorry for them. That might be the case. But if it's not, do you really want to take that chance? And if you're with them, like I said, stay with them. Take them to the emergency department. Go to them if you can, but keep them on the phone. And depending on the the method that they're considering if they have a plan. Reducing their access to the things that they would use is an important suicide prevention. So not having, not having guns around, making lethal means less available to them. Now you might not have any control over that. And it also doesn't mean that you can 100% prevent somebody from committing suicide. But if you know somebody's in pain, you know, be mindful of those things, especially if it's someone in your home or in your family or in your close circle. Don't leave your medications out. Don't have them just sitting in your bathroom. The third step, be there. How would you do this? Being physically present for someone, staying on the phone, texting them, showing them support. This is an important step. One of the reasons that people commit suicide is that they feel disconnected. And again, if you're able to be physically present, be physically present, but stay in connection with them. Find other people who can get to them. Keep talking about their why. And then again, come back to reasons their why not. What is their why not? 
You know, there's a, a, a series of steps any person will go through when they're considering suicide. And one is just the, where they are considering it. And then as they move further along, they come up with, well, there's this plan, there's that plan. And then they, you know, the third is, is to get access. And then the fourth is to, to actually complete the plan and to use whatever method that they have to end their life. But one of the key factors in getting into or in between the stages of someone that people will go from, from thinking about suicide to actually committing suicide is to connect with them. Because a key thing with someone who is suicidal, who is depressed, who is going through a lot of emotional pain, one of the biggest things is disconnection. Shame is one of a one of the things that really disconnects people. And then these two things will perpetuate themselves. They feel ashamed. They're disconnected. They're disconnected. They feel shame. So when you step in there and provide connection, which is the next step, helping them to connect, then you can help them move away from any plans or thoughts of suicide and send them on the path of getting help, of finding a new way to think about themselves in the world. And I'm going to put, go on and put this back at the beginning of it. And I meant to say it right at the beginning of it. But help them connect. And that's, you know, a sense of connection with you. But also give them the lifeline number. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. This number is also going to be in the show notes for this for this podcast, but connect with them. Let them know that this will pass, that you are there for them. Get them to someone who can help them. If you feel, if you feel you're out of your depth, then just keep them talking and get someone to them or get them to someone that can help them. Develop a safety plan with them. If you know somebody is at risk, Talk to them about ways that they can start, tools that they can use when they start developing significant or severe thoughts of suicide. And a safety plan can do something like taking a, a, a couple of action steps, and that can be calling friends. That can be a list of people that they can call at any time. One of the ways to start helping people find a way to connect is to help them develop a safety plan. There is an app called My3App, and that's M-I, the number three. And I'm going to have this in the, in the show notes. But it is a safety planning and crisis intervention app that can help people develop supports, such as storing numbers of people they can contact at any time. And the last step is follow-up. After your initial contact with a person who might be experiencing thoughts of suicide, after you've connected them with the initial support and the immediate support systems they need, make sure that you follow up with them to see how they're doing. This is a great time to check in with them to see if there is more you are capable of doing to help them. Here's where you can check in with them to see if there is more you are capable of helping with if there are things you said you would do and haven't yet had the chance to get it done for the person. And again, this still comes back to the theory of being connected or letting the person feel that they are connected and that they matter to someone. 
Studies show that there is a decrease in suicide when people follow up. So again, the theme of connection, follow up with high-risk populations after they were discharged from acute care services is shown to decrease the level of suicide in these populations. So follow up matters. Connection matters. Asking people directly matters. So if you know someone, and oftentimes the people who seem to have it the most together, who are putting on the permanent smiley, happy faces, those are the ones who on the inside are hurting the most. So if you know someone like that, the National Suicide Prevention Number is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. If you are feeling that way, if you feel disconnected, if you feel shame, if you have a plan or if you are putting together a plan, call this number, one 800 273-8255. Reach out, connect with someone. Open up your phone, find someone to talk to. Go to a coffee shop, go somewhere. But if you're thinking about harming yourself, reach out and get help. This will not last forever. You matter, your life matters, and you would leave a horrible hole in the world if you were to end your life. And I'm just going to finish off with a poem called Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. This I have had on my wall for the last 15 years. And she says, you do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, over the mountains and rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Know that you matter that your life is valuable, that you are valuable. I'm Ruth, I'm the recovery coach. The resources that I've mentioned in this podcast will be in the show notes. But if you need that number, again, it's 1-800-273-8255. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Maybe you're in recovery, maybe you're coming out of recovery. Maybe you're sober curious. Listen to this podcast. See what you think. If it resonates with you, hop on a call. Go to chatwithruth.com. Click the 30-minute clarity call and we can talk. I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach. 
thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. We'll talk soon.